Hey there, are you ready to change your mind? Welcome to the Black Belt Mastermind Podcast with your host, Danielle Serpico, renowned mind expert and NLP trainer, hypnotist, entrepreneur, author, and European champion black belt. Get ready to kickstart a whole new perspective on mindset for success right here, right now. Hello and welcome to the Black Belt Mastermind Show. And of course, you are back here again to have a wonderful time changing your mind. And I'm going to start by telling you a little story. So there was this man and he decided to go on an adventure exploring the jungle. So, of course, he got himself all organised. And one of the things, as you do, that you go and get is the book, the book on how to explore the jungle. So he put it away into his backpack and set off into the jungle. And along the way, he came across this path and on either side of the path was these two wild silver-backed gorillas. He didn't know what to do. So, of course, he pulled out his book from his backpack, flicked the chapter on what to do if you encounter two wild silverback gorillas, figured out what to do, sorted it out, put his book back in and went on his merry way. A little bit further along the path, he met these two wild stripy tigers. And of course, once again, he pulled out his book, found the chapter on what to do, sorted it out and went on along his way. He was having a wonderful time and a little bit further down the path, he encountered these two wild, crazy lions. So, of course, what did he do? He pulled out the book, went to the chapter on what do you do if you encounter these two wild, crazy lions and he got eaten. (laughs) So what is the moral of the story? Never read between the lions. (laughs) (laughs) Now, of course, that is just a little joke. The real message in the story is today's message, which is you have got to, you really got to always have a game plan. You've got to have a plan in advance. If you want to have success, if you want to have a wonderful trip in the jungle or in this jungle of life, you got to have a game plan. It's as simple as that. Now, how do you do that? Let me ask you. (laughs) One way, of course, is I always like to add a little bit of humour, hence the terrible jokes, but it helps to create a little bit more endorphins inside your brain and inside my brain. So we're all feeling good and you and I are both ready to go on this journey together and to explore and to learn. Because when you've got that good serotonin going in your brain, you're more receptive, you're more ready and the information is just going in easier and easier, right? So why is it important to have a game plan? It may seem obvious, but many of us don't. I mean, as a coach, what is the one number one question and the one number one problem that I, you know, get told and that gets shared with me by my clients? It is, I don't know what I want to do. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, I'm 40, 50, 60 years of age and I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> Funny that, isn't it? Maybe we never grow up. <laughs> But really, you see, I believe it's because we haven't trained ourselves. We haven't programmed our brains in the most beneficial way possible to know what we want to do. So 
first of all, before we have a plan on how to do something, we got to actually know what it is we want to do. So let's say you are not sure. Let's say right now you're wondering, should I do this? Should I do that? First thing is change that word, should. Because you know what? I may have said it before. You may have heard me saying this before, but should is not a word that motivates. When we say you should do this or you should do that, what actually happens? You tend to do the opposite, right? Because we don't, in fact, do what we should. Should sabotages us. We go against it. We want to rebel. In fact, you know what's the most motivating word? Want. We do what we want to do. We all tend to do what we want. We know what we should do. We know what we need to do. We know all of that. But we still often tend to do what we want to do, right? So when you use your language effectively and change your word, first of all, to, you know, I may want to do this. I may want to do that. There's much more likely, it's much more likely that that will happen. So that's the first thing. Secondly, if you're not sure, and you don't know and maybe you don't know what's going to make you happy. Maybe you don't know what new career is for you. Maybe you don't know what way to go with a relationship or whatever it is that is troubling you right now. Look at the different options. Look at all the different options and explore them to their fullest. Write it down. Write down the pros and the cons for each of them. And, you know, if you're not sure what to do, how are you going to find out? What would you tell your child or some some little poor little lost soul that was looking for direction, you would probably give them the same advice as I'm about to give you. You would probably say, go out and do something, try something, explore it, experience it, experience it, because that is how we find out what we want to do by experiencing life to its fullest. So what I say is go out and do different things. Go out and instead of saying trying, because I obviously want to stay away from that word because that implies failure, as you may or may not know, but that word implies failure to your unconscious mind. So instead, we'll say do. Go out and do something for yourself right now, today, tomorrow, and experience it and see if it is for you or not. Okay. At the very worst, what you've done is you have taken one more item off the list of the things that maybe you don't like to do or are not for you. As Edison said when he was trying out supposedly 10,000 ways of creating the light bulb, every single one was wonderful because it was one step closer to getting it right. So go out the next opportunity you can and experience life to the fullest and experience all the wonderful things that you can do. And eventually you're going to discover one of those that you really, really enjoy. Now, let's say we've got to the point where you actually know what it is that you want to do. So, for example, let's say you want to start a new business, you want to start a new career, you have a plan, you have a goal, you have something in mind. Okay, and that's a very pertinent, very important word to keep in mind is the fact that you say, this is something that I have in mind. How did you have it in mind in the first place? Because 
you actually visualised it, you actually saw it, you actually created it inside your head. And sometimes people say, oh, you know, I don't visualise, I'm no good at that. But you are always imagining things inside your head. You're always seeing them. It's not as real as life. It's not as realistic as somebody standing right in front of you. But you are always going somewhere inside your head and seeing things. And that's a good thing because every single thing is created twice. If you look around the place that you're in right now, Everything that was man-made or woman-made, of course, (laughs) had to be created first in someone's mind. It was created first in the inside world and then second time round in the outside world. For it to have manifested and for it to have become reality in the outside world, it had to first start within. It had to start in the metaphysical world. It had to start in the inside world, inside your head, before it could actually be reproduced in the physical world. So let me ask you this question. This is a deep one. (laughs) Which one comes first and which one is really more important? Right? If we know that the catalyst, if we know that the moment of creation is actually born inside our mind, doesn't it make much more sense to make those visualizations, to make those wonderful mind images and movies that you play inside your head even more vivid, even more real, so that it actually brings it to fruition in reality, right? So I also kind of want to explain to you a little bit further how visualization works and the power of that. For anything that you want to happen in the outside world, in the in the in the physical world, you got to first visualise it and why it's so important. Why does everybody talk about this all the time? The power of visualisation, because psychologically what happens is this. I'm going to ask you a question. When you dream, which I'm sure you have had a dream or let me ask you first, have you ever dreamt? I'm sure you would you would probably say yes. (laughs) And when you have had that dream, I'm sure you have had dreams where you have felt emotion where you have felt happy or sad or maybe you've had a really good dream and feel great or maybe you've had a real horrible scary nightmare and you feel afraid. So why did you feel that emotion? You felt that emotion right because you thought it was real because you thought it was happening because your subconscious mind which is 93% of your whole mind believed that it was real. 7% your conscious mind was actually sleeping, had gone to sleep, right? So your conscious mind was asleep. Now that 7% knew the difference between what was real or imagined because when you wake up and when you come back into consciousness, into your conscious mind, right, into consciousness, you realise at that moment, oh, oh, thank God that was just a dream. So you no longer felt afraid. But when you were sleeping, and your conscious mind was asleep, you felt that fear when you were in a nightmare because your unconscious mind or your subconscious mind believed that it was real. Now, why is that so important? Let me explain this to you. I'm going to ask you another question now. Let's say someone right now around the world is winning the Euro millions (laughs) or big, huge lotto winning of hundreds of millions and they're multimillionaires. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 not caring, 10 being very upset, how do you feel? You probably are feeling quite low, as in like in the sense of 1 or 2, you don't really care. It doesn't really bother you that much. Now, let me reverse that question. Let's rewind again 
And let me ask you the question again. Let's say you had bought a lotto ticket this time round, and I come along to you and I say, hey, you've just won the lotto. You've won, won millions, millions. You're a multi-billionaire right now. And you go to find your ticket and you discover that you've lost it. Now, on a scale of one to ten, this time, one not caring, ten being very upset, what do you think you would score it? Most likely, I would hazard a guess that you would probably say a higher score, that you would probably up there eight, nine, ten, maybe even eleven out of ten, you know, because you're upset and you're frustrated because you're imagining that, you know, in this scenario, you have lost the ticket. So why do you feel more upset the second time round? Because, of course, this time you believed that that money was yours. You believed that you'd won the lotto. That money was yours, but you lost it. So the important point in this is we have a very, very active bias called loss bias, L-O-S-S. And it works like this, very simply. When we lose something that we believed that was ours, we want it back with much more force, with much more emotion than when we never had it in the first place. So let me repeat that. When we lose something that we believed was ours, we want it back with much more energy than if we never had it in the first place. I hope you see where this is going. Let's link the two together. When we visualise 93% of our mind, when we imagine inside our heads, when we visualise, 93% of our mind, our subconscious mind, believes that this has happened. So let's say we are visualising one year down the road and you have achieved your goal, whatever that may be. Maybe you've moved into a new house. Maybe you're with a new partner. Maybe you're in a new job. Maybe you're starting up your business. Whatever it is that you have visualised. Now, you have visualised that with intent, with emotion, feeling wonderful as if you are there in the moment. So what has happened? 93% of your mind believes it is real because your subconscious does not know the difference between what's real or imagined. Hence why you feel the emotion when you dream, right? So you believe it is real. Now, the second part of that is what? Loss bias kicks in now. Loss bias kicks in now with force because 93% of your mind, when you come back into consciousness and out of your visualisation, believes that you had it, that you were there, that you had already achieved this dream of yours, this goal of yours. And what does it want to do? Of course, it just wants to get it right back again. And it has such power, such intent, such energy, such fire inside of it to go and reach it, to go and achieve it once again. That is the power of visualisation. That is the key psychologically to how to get yourself motivated, to how to get yourself inspired and to take action to go after your dreams and to make the difference between your dreams, just a dream and reality. Okay, that is the link. Visualising with intent, using lots of emotion, And the trick here is very important to visualise in the present tense. So you're going to visualise literally as if right now (laughs) an alien comes along and sucks you up in their spaceship and plunks you down. Boom, there you go. Sucks you up and plunks you down one year from now. And where are you? 
Let's imagine right now you have been transported in time in a time travel machine and now suddenly you have just been plunked down into one year from now into this goal that you wanted to achieve. You are there. You are in the middle of it right now. Who are you with? What do you see? What do you hear? Can you smell anything? Can you taste? And who is around you? And how do you feel inside your body? Notice how you stand or sit or lie or whichever position you're in. How you hold your shoulders, how you hold your head, how your eyes feel, how your mouth feels. Are you smiling? Are you relaxed? Are you excited? Notice how your whole body feels. Are your muscles tense? Are they relaxed? Are they ready to spring forward? Do you feel anything inside your belly, inside your chest? Do you feel butterflies? Do you feel chills? Do you feel your hair standing on end with excitement? Notice all the sensations inside your body and everything that is happening around you. Now, you see, you have done it already. (laughs) You have set it into motion because your subconscious mind 93% of you, which of course you know by now is the part that rules you, (laughs) is going to make it happen because it wants it back. And that's how you create incredible motivation. So another aspect moving from that, now that we've set the seed and we've, we've, we've set it to take action, what are the other things that you can do? There are many steps that you can take. The next most important step would be to plan, of course. Without a plan, how can we get anything done? Now, of course, we want to plan well, right? Because we know whether we think we think we can or whether we think we can't, we are right. And you know that, as I've said before, disappointment takes adequate planning. So, so also does success. So let's plan for a successful goal setting. How do you go about doing that? Most important is we are going to do it backwards. Yes, that's what I said. We are going to do it backwards. Now, the reason for that is, of course, because you have already learned that the first and most important step is to create it first inside your mind, right? So you have been there already. So I want you to really understand this concept. Your subconscious, 93% of your mind We're not talking about that conscious part, the critical part, the analytical part, the sceptic, the filter. We're not talking about that. We're talking to your subconscious mind right now. Your subconscious mind knows that this goal that you had wanted to achieve has already happened. So let's take it from there. It has already happened. You have done it already. So let's plan backwards. So let's see what steps you took. So let's say your goal happened and it was a year goal. What did you do to get you there? What steps did you take to make that goal happen? Let's move backwards in time to nine months from when you achieved the goal. What had you done at nine months? You were three months away from achieving that goal. What was already in place? You can do this writing this down as, a, as an exercise, as a wonderful exercise. You can either pause this, of course, or of course, you can do this in your own time afterwards. So what steps did you take? I want you to do them backwards. Write them down backwards. At nine months, I had already done X, Y and Z and write down the steps that you took. 
And let's go backwards even further. What did you do at six months? And write down, I had this in place, I had done that, I was on my way to doing this, I had so much of this done, I'd already organised that. Write down all the different things that you'd done at six months time, halfway to achieving your goal. What had you done then at three months time? Oh, I was already on my way to doing this. I'd already done all of that. And I was already researching this and done this information and found this and discovered that and done all of these steps. Write all of those down. And one month, what had you done? And even at one week, what had you done? And even tomorrow, what had you done? And even just before you went to sleep, what had you done? The very last thing inside your head that you'd thought of before you went and rested your head on the pillow. What had you done to make that goal happen? Think about that. So that's a wonderful exercise to do. And the reason why it's so powerful backwards is, again, because, remember, it's already happened. And two, isn't it so much less overwhelming than doing it going forward, right? It's so much easier coming from a place of having done it already. Because you know what? Just like riding a bike, right? It's easier to do it again once you've done it once. Isn't that right? (laughs) And so... One more exercise I'd like to share with you that's extremely powerful for helping your goal setting, for helping you to plan, for helping you find solutions and possibly even resources inside of yourself that you didn't even know that you had. This is a wonderful exercise. This is what I would call, and it's in my Black Belt Mastermind book, looking through the dragon's eye. (laughs) And basically, you are going to look through the eyes of wisdom. And it works like this. You get yourself comfortable, you take a couple of deep breaths, you relax and you close your eyes. And now you imagine someone in front of you that you admire greatly for their wisdom. This could be somebody that's alive at the moment, someone that you know, like a family member, like your grandfather or your father, or a relation, or your partner, or whoever it is that you admire and respect for their wisdom and knowledge. Or it may be somebody that was once alive, a famous person like Gandhi, or it could be somebody like Oprah Winfrey that's still alive. (laughs) Or it could be a fictional character even, someone like Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't mind, as long as it is somebody that you see as someone that is the f- a font of wisdom, of knowledge that can help you. If the kind of person that you were, if, for example, you were to be stuck in a lift for an hour <laughs> and you could share that hour with anybody in the world, somebody that was smart, intelligent, had resources, was able to think outside the box and would be able to help you, who would that person be? So as you close your eyes and you imagine this person in front of you, I want you to imagine yourself floating up and into their body and then turning around inside their body and looking out at yourself through their eyes of wisdom and looking at yourself sitting there in the chair or wherever it is that you're sitting and see yourself from their perspective from their eyes, from their brain, from their knowledge and experience. I want you to now think about you talking to them and asking them for advice and imagining what they would say to you. 
what do they say to you? Knowing they have so much more wisdom and experience, maybe in the field that you want to get into, maybe in the area of expertise that you're looking for. So listen to what they have to say. Take all the time that you need as you explore this new mindset of theirs, as they as you talk and listen through their mind and through their eyes of wisdom at how they look at maybe your problems, the obstacles and what the steps that you have to take and what suggestions that they have for you. So explore this new mindset and this attitude that you are now living in. Look at your idea or your goal from this point of wisdom and take all of that you need to learn from it. Now speak these words to the you in the chair sitting in front of you. Tell this you what they need to do to achieve their dream. Tell them with all the love and passion and belief that you have inside of you from this place of knowledge. And when you have passed on all that you need to, only when you have done all of that, can you float back into your body and allow this new information to absorb fully into your unconscious mind. I want you to enjoy this new perspective and then very soon you're going to get up and start taking action on your dreams. So now I'm going to share with you one final little exercise that I believe is very practical and very helpful and very beneficial for getting you ready to go and achieve this goal. And it is this. It is planning for adversity. You see, most people fail or stop rather to go after their dreams or their goals because they reach a point. They reach a point where there is an obstacle and they hadn't planned for it. And then they believe that it's too hard, too difficult, impossible and they give up. Very, very simple. We're so into this positive thinking and this wonderful and you can do anything attitude these days. And coaches are telling you this left, right and centre. But sometimes we forget that life is full of twists and turns and bends and ups and downs. And it's very, very simple. Life is never going to be a straight line. And that is not positive thinking. That is simply smart thinking. But I believe that it is positive when we know how to plan in advance. It's very, very simple. Just like a river is going to go down the stream and say you're in your little boat and you go down the stream, there's going to be twists and bends and turns. There's going to be the odd boulder along the way. There's going to be even a little waterfall and maybe some big major waterfalls along the way. But what is easier? Turning your boat around and trying desperately to paddle uphill against it? or throwing your oars out of the boat and just allowing life to steer you in whichever direction it wants to go, crashing you over the boulders and sending you flying into the water or using your oars, knowing where the obstacles are and planning to deal with them as best you can when you meet them. The third one, of course, right? So this is what you're going to do. You're going to sit down when it's comfortable and when you're ready and when you're in a wonderful state possibly right after this <laughs> and talking with me and you're going to write down the obstacles and the challenges that you may face along your journey to this goal or this wonderful dream that you have. And you're going to write down three ways for how you can overcome this obstacle, three ways that you can deal with it. What can you do to overcome, to sort it out, to 
surmounted to deal with it, to solve the problem when it occurs, because that is simply what is going to happen along the way. Now, if you've planned for it, you have pre-prepared, you've visualised it inside your head and that it means that you're actually going to manifest it in reality. Now, that is what I call really, really smart thinking. You see, great moments are always born from great opportunities if you choose to take them. Remember, it's always your choice. So choose wisely today. Choose to plan for adversity in advance Choose to visualise and dream really, really big and choose to have an awful lot of fun and laughter along the way. Until next time, keep dreaming big and have a wonder-filled day. Thanks for listening to the Black Belt Mastermind podcast with Danielle Serpico, where you learn how to kickstart a whole new perspective and mindset for success right here, right now. If you would like to get in contact with Danielle, you can visit her website at theblackbeltmastermind.com. And if you want to connect with Danielle, you can also do so across all of the social media platforms as well. The Black Belt Mastermind podcast is sponsored by charityradio.ie and produced by compassmedia.ie. Remember, as I always say, keep dreaming big and have a wonder-filled day.